0: only 10 minutes in that is like a miracle seriously i
1: know oh my god if we'd done the whole thing you would have been like i would have cried
0: i think i would have (laughs) cried so i'm gonna start at the beginning well let's go yeah we'll have to find a way to rework back in um the the pr kits and discount codes for listeners
1: oh totally we just do that at the end we'll do that at the end and i'll be like and i have a little treat if you made it to the end of the podcast (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, let's do this. This is going to be even better. Take two. Welcome to the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. I am here today with Sally Coching, my favorite Aussie based in America. Sorry to this show's co-writer, James. Uh, Sally worked four years in male-dominated industries until she broke out on a mission to bring equality to women and destigmatize female pleasure. She sees the opportunity pleasure products present as the ultimate form of female empowerment. She is also literally a beam of light. She has a beam of light on her right now, actually. She's a ray of sunshine and a style icon. She's one of my favorite followers on Instagram, and she's here right now. Sally, welcome to my show. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This is so much fun. Um already can tell the energy is I'm amazing. so excited the aesthetics the vibes the vibes it is a good vibe speaking of vibes um congrats on the launch of higher love let's get right into it oh thank you you're so welcome that was a beautiful segue speaking (sighs) of vibes (laughs) wait until i have tried to put as many like i've tried to slide in as many sexual innuendos as i can get away with in this episode so delicious just get ready for it great um Tell me, what is Higher Love? How was it born? Mm-hmm. What's the origin story? I want to hear it all.
1: Sure. So I, um, my background is in fashion PR and marketing, and I've worked in that industry for so many years. And through that, I found myself actually in the sex toy industry. You know, I I wanted to treat these sex toy brands that I was working with as though it was one of my fashion clients, because, you know, it can be so... Taboo, it can be a little cheesy. It wasn't like five years ago, it wasn't really like a cute aesthetic thing that wasn't taboo that you could have on your nightstand or that your date could discover and not raise an eyebrow. Whereas now I think we've come a long way, even in the last few years. And so, working in that industry, in the marketing and PR side uh, for a lot of males, I wanted to create something that was designed by a woman. For women. And my products are not exclusively for women. PS. It's actually great to use on a male partner. And by the way, it's great for males to use sex toys because it's all about outsourcing. Like she's not gonna remember the toy. She's just gonna remember how you left her feeling at the end of it. Exactly. She's gonna remember the
0: experience. Definitely. Definitely.
1: And we're all about work smarter, not harder so let's um dive in when it comes have to sex yes show thing. us even when it co- especially when it comes to sex i would say
0: especially so this is higher
1: sex. love my lighting is not amazing but we have this super cute packaging designed by a web3 graphic designer actually frank Gazone, who's incredible based in new york so I worked with him to develop my own pleasure products brand and the dream wand is the first product off the lineup. We'll be releasing more, but it's just so nice to have something that is all mine that I'm really proud of.
0: Yes, and you should be. Um, We're going to talk all about yes. like packaging and fashion and products as fashion and all of that like just before I get away from it like I want to say having worked in like the designer Mm. toy world for so long like that packaging is absolutely fucking gorgeous like it looks like an art toy like it's like a a piece of art so
1: totally and (laughs) that's why you work with an artist you know I I wanted to It's all about that experience and I wanted it to feel like something approachable that people were proud of, not afraid of. And I think working with an artist instead of, you know, just a packaging designer is the way you get there. So we love the Web3 artists, the digital artists. I think they're incredible.
0: Amazing. Okay. And also in this journey to launch Higher Love, you created a wealth of knowledge, right? That led to the establishment Mm -hmm. of Aries, which I know because we just talked about it a little bit, but I want to know more about that. So tell it to me again, like I've never heard it before. Tell me what about, what is Aries Brands? Totally.
1: So Aries Brands is a private label design and manufacturing company that specializes in pleasure products. So anything you can think of from like silicon sex toys that are Bluetooth enabled that connect to an app and a smartphone that sync along with an audio story, which is like a proprietary technology that we developed um, through to a lubricant or a blowjob gel. (laughs) So you know, we're, we're branching into the sex tech industry. And we've come up with some really original innovative products and I develop all of these private label for celebrity clients so if if someone comes to me and says like we want to develop sex toys to include in our merch line or we want to develop a new company I will you know I learned everything outside of marketing now it's like freight fulfillment logistics design all of those elements together so yeah, I, it's all I think about every day is how do I create the perfect vibrator? Oh,
0: I love it. She's a saint. She's doing God's work out here, people. Um, First of all, like it's so, the fact that you created Aries brands is like, it's just hit me that like, We will talk about tech and web three. Like, I can't wait to do all of that. Like I but first I want to say that, like, Mm -hmm. already the philosophy is there. The fact that you are on this journey to launch a product, to create a brand and you're, you know, getting all of this information that is not like Easy. It's not a it's it, the barrier to entry for mm-hmm. that is, you know, just as difficult, if not more complex and difficult yeah. than like entering web three. Like it has an ecosystem, it has a vocabulary, it has, you know, interworking infrastructures of its own. And it's the fact that you're like, Well, let me and it, yeah. actually create something to share, like where I can share this and I don't have to hoard all of this knowledge. And I think that in itself is like totally. very much a web three philosophy. So I love that so much.
1: And that's the thing. We also dealt with a lot of uh, stigma around the industry, much like Web3. You know, a lot of time it's like hard to get banking and it's hard to get funding for a Web3 initiative because it feels like such a new industry that traditional finance companies are a little bit afraid of. And same with us. Like we can't use traditional like QuickBooks for invoicing we can't use MailChimp to send emails we can't use Shopify payments to do our Shopify store it's all of these things that uh, also in the web3 world like they're they're having to navigate around but they're also developing technologies that will help industries like ours which is so cool
0: that is that is crazy like I didn't even none of that occurred to me that like you that because of the industry like you have to really create all of your own infrastructures. Like you don't have the same level of accessibility as like somebody who's selling purses or regular toys or clothes. So we're gonna go I should there. I've done, Be- <laughs> <have> done
1: purses.
0: <laughs> before I get on to before I get off into a tangent, which I will, I do I want to talk about yeah. retail, which is where we're headed because the retailing, you already mentioned this like in kind of your previous work, you knew this mm. and you recognized it, but the retailing of sex toys and pleasure products in my experience it was very cringe and triggering and i'm gonna start with a story that mm-hmm. when i was at the stage in my life where i was starting to feel sexy and liberated and wanted to just you know indulge in that i remember going to victoria's secret and walking in and picking out my bombshell bras for like my president of the bitty-bitty-titty committee myself and like getting my five for 25 panties and just feeling like mature and chic <laughs> and sexy with like the little pink bag. Like that was, you know, that was like a... a entry into sexy yes like it was like an entry into womanhood now like i please i will never shop at victoria's secret but that's different my <laughs> taste has changed my tastes have Look, changed, and also you know things have have appeared in the media yes that we've grown, we've grown. <laughs> we're talking about years <laughs> we're talking about many years ago but at the same time so this is the <laughs> same stage in my life i'm like okay how far can i like push this or explore this so I go to, you know, explore the local, you know, sex store in my city, which was Mm -hmm. a which shared a space with a head shop. So weed, bongs, paraphernalia, like drug rugs, you Mm -hmm. name it in a basement somewhere. And the vibe (laughs) is just like not there. It's not sexy. It's not a little sleazy. Yeah. And like that that experience like above all else above like the cringe factor of it it was like really unsafe feeling like it made me feel really vulnerable and really exposed and i before i share like what my perspective is i want to ask you like how can these two retail experiences that in theory should be complementary should be intertwined how can they be so vastly different in practice
1: yeah, it's so interesting because, um, I mean, I look at it through the lens of my own experience and from what I witness in the adult retail industry, whether it is Victoria's Secret or whether it is, you know, all of the random boutique stores that are around the country, is they were often developed by men and nothing against men. We absolutely Bingo. love men.
0: <laughs> yes, they do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to target, not Victoria's Secret, but a lot of these uh, sex toy stores are trying to target both men and women. And the female experience just generally is different to the male experience. So a guy just wants to come into a store, look at the form and function of a product, great, it ticks the box, leave. It doesn't really matter about the aesthetic journey a lot of the time, whereas like, a woman does like to walk into a Victoria's Secret and enjoy the aesthetics, the pinks, the plush wall coverings, and not to generalize, but it is, they're just like a very harsh contrast, Um, and I I think like walking into those sort of sleazy sex toy stores, you did feel a bit taboo, and you did feel like it was a little bit shameful, and you know, sometimes that actually results in higher sales, because people are like, "Oh, this is taboo, this feels enticing. So maybe there was no real reason why sex toy stores felt like they needed to change or evolve. And then you go to Victoria's Secret and it's like that also was under the Les Wexner um, umbrella, his vision, for what he thought women wanted. And so that was like ultra feminine, ultra girly, and also like a little bit under the male gaze. And so like they're extremely contrasting experiences, but both of them didn't really give me what I wanted. And so that's why I'm on a mission to make a really safe space for both women and men that aren't like hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine, but just like comfortable where you can explore without any
0: like shame or taboo. My God, I could just jump through this computer and kiss you right now because it's like my thoughts exactly like (laughs) literally looking at my notes is like my take is like I have met that these the bras and lingerie are more easily classified as actually like a male pleasure products really is like the my yeah I'm not really sure
1: like if we were in a women's only world I'm not sure we would be like puffing up our breasts to make them look bigger and more appealing you know what I mean
0: yeah I don't think so I mean like I had fun doing that for sure like I definitely wore two putting
1: on a costume
0: yeah like I was in middle school definitely wearing two padded bras like cutting off circulation around my core and (laughs) I loved that for me yeah Yeah, like loved that for me But, and I also think like I wrote that products, like these products exist for the male gaze, like heteronormative experiences, like you hit it all. So Mm. thank you for that. But like this is you know not to go sure. on a ta- not to go on a tangent which is I what I love to do which is why I have a podcast because why I have a podcast and not go on tangents but I will say that like things are mm. are changing right like you can now buy uh, mm. some pleasure products in Altas urban outfitters like major department stores you can buy these things, these products where women are like, you just, you know, speaking Mm. like subjectively, but like objectively speaking, it still is a slow burn. And I wanted to ask like, why is it that like self love, which is what I understand the Gen Z term is for just masturbating, which is fine and pleasure products are just barely like starting to be accepted and incorporated into these contemporary retail avenues and venues.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. I think for a long time, you know, society was still interlinked with the church, and the church saw this as very taboo. And, you know, the government reflected the church for quite a while. Uh, Recently, I was in the Caymans and I found a store that sold sex toys, and the owner told me that. Only in the last three years were they legalized in the Caymans because they were seen as marital aids and people weren't actually allowed to sell them.
0: Marriage needs all the help it can get. Like, why would you not allow marital (laughs) age? Does anybody, has anyone seen the divorce rates? Like, what? Give the aids. Like, let's give the aids. Come on.
1: I love someone to take this out of contest context and have you be pro AIDS. Yes. <laughs>
0: it's like okay, Carson
1: wants AIDS. Everyone, usual, wants- but I, love that I
0: know that is gonna come back. It's gonna be like a mix on YouTube, like get 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 give me the AIDS. get AIDS, like a, a hot dance mix. Okay.
1: I'm here for it. I'll tune in. And so, I it's been really interesting. Like, also, um, there is still a lot of taboo around it. Like, a lot of sex toy stores for the, for the, the last like thirty years because they were illegal in the states. Say in the nineteen sixties. And if you see the show Minx on HBO, it's around like legalization of these products and and trying to champion yes. for them when they were still. You know, you made, I watched that because of you. For
0: them. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, but I, I mean, you influenced show. me to watch that, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was so good. Okay, sorry. It's got awesome. It?
1: And we love Jake Johnson from The New Girl. He's in it. It's like such a great show. Definitely entertaining. But that's the thing, like, you know, stores couldn't even display these in their window. And still in states in the US, a store cannot display pleasure products in the window. So, We still have a long way to go, but I think in the last few years, things have really come like progressed in leaps and bounds. And I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Our industry, our sales were up 85% year over year once the pandemic hit, because I feel like people were stuck at home. They were faced with the realities of the human existence, not trying to satisfy everybody else in society and keep up with the Joneses and keep up appearances they really had a lot of time to sit with themselves and you know a lot of people were pretty bored they're also stuck with their partners in isolation trying to spice things up give them the marital aids so there was a lot of growth in our industry (laughs) give them the aids there was a lot of growth in our industry and I think because people were really sitting with like, well, you know, there's this looming virus hanging over our heads. It puts things in perspective. Like what is a silicon massager in terms of a threat level? It's like, it's nothing but positive. And then a lot of influencers were also not able to uh, work with brands because a lot of retail brands had pulled back their spending. And the sex toy industry, we had a boom in sales. We had cash that we could spend on marketing. So we were paying influencers to actually break down stigma, talk about the product, break down the taboos. And we got to see a lot more influencers in the social media sphere talking and encouraging discourse around sexual health and the connection to mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think like those combination of factors really help break down a lot of taboos and a lot of stigma. And what's awesome is the new generation, which is really social media savvy, saw all of this. And they're actually like a lot more sex positive than previous generations, which gives me a lot of hope.
0: A hundred percent. That's so amazing. Oh my God. I'm, I feel like I know a lot about like sex and history and feminism, but, like I'm learning so much from you, which I'm obsessed with. Like it, I had <laughs> and no I'm idea. i still learning. I love it, but it's like also that's the type of thing you know. You saw during the pandemic, like it'd be very easy to see like headlines of like you know in like puzzle prices like puzzle sales soar and you can't buy this and you can't buy a sewing kit you can't buy you can get a pack of cards yeah you like get knitting Monopoly. needles <laughs> like you're but there but nobody really has <sighs> like no one was really talking about it, or at least where i saw like didn't really see a lot of conversation about like you know yeah there were markets dying totally. but like there were other things and i definitely think that Gen Z and like millennials have much more, op- a much more open dialogue when it comes to sex. And I think sometimes it can be a bit too open. Like I have a 20 year old sister. I get, you know, I have a lot of conversations with her about like hookup culture and being safe sure. and being open and sexuality and all of that. But I think that like my best advice and my consistent advice that I give her, she's going to cringe and she hears this Is I'm like, do you have a vibrator? Like, do you don't have to like if you want to get your oats like if you want to get your oats that's one thing but like you don't have to go get it like you got this girl like you got this girl any random person (laughs) you swiped with online yeah totally and it's gonna be better i guarantee money back like i'll put my money on that but so i love i love learning
1: well that's the thing like a lot of young men are still getting to know their own bodies they may not be expected to intimately understand also the female anatomy and how to satisfy a woman to the level where she can reach orgasm every time but a vibrator guarantees it and often like you know when you're like young and horny and frustrated like you think oh okay my only option is to call up a guy that i know or or hook up with that guy i had a crush on last summer or something but a sex toy it's so much faster. You
0: just need five, ten so minutes in your minutes. R- you can Get you out of bed, girl. Get you out of bed in the morning. I think it's also like this <laughs> idea. <laughs> really and vibes. I will also say, like, I want to take credit, like uh, millennials, I want millennials to take credit for the fact that like thanks to us, like we have we are like revolutionizing this idea that like you don't have to have bad sex. Nobody should be having bad sex. Like there's too Amen. much that there's too much opportunity, there's too much conversation, there's too many resources, there's too many products that exist in the world for you Mm. to be having bad sex. Like life is too short for that. Like whatever you have to do, like do not feel like, don't let your pride or like your fear of embarrassment or shame or like whatever it, it might be, like insecurity stop you from having conversations with yourself or your partner or partners to be like, How can we have really good sex? Like, period. Like, what can we do? Like, let's try this. Let's try that. Amen.
1: It's going on.
0: Totally. And I think, like,
1: that fear uh, can really prevent you from truly connecting with somebody. And the thing is, like, if you have consent and it feels good, like, there should be no shame around it, there should be no stigma. And I think like, you know, a lot of the times I say to guys, actually, it's great to use a a woman's vibrator or a wand like on yourself. It stimulates blood flow. It actually gives you a much longer lasting uh, hard on, if you will. And a lot of guys are like, wait, what? And It's like, it really is helpful for men as well. There's just, we still need to do a lot of work around including men in the conversation as well as women.
0: Definitely. Well, work starts here with the two of us um, moving on <laughs> to my next topic. Okay. So another thing that I'm super passionate about is unwearable products. And when unwearable products become fashion, like this, I think is, this is like, I'm bringing this up to edge us uh, toward the subject of sex and technology, but oh. I want, <laughs> I wanted to say like, okay, I love like laptops, laptops phones coffee makers tv sets I've got my list right here keyboards headphones like this can literally I said keyboards twice but like this list could go on forever like these products are not products we wear but we incorporate them into our lives as fashion like the aesthetic is so far beyond like what you wear. You've got a kitchen aesthetic, you've got office aesthetic, my shelf aesthetic, like your Zoom background aesthetic, whatever, Instagram, like e-commerce, everything's a fucking aesthetic, I'm obsessed with it. I think that it has a lot to do with good retail, good product, and that being supported by good branding. But I think this is another area where pleasure products and sex tech specifically, like appear to be playing catch mm. up. And I think like even calling Absolutely. back to my my story about like the sex shop, like even e-commerce experiences and pleasure product industry sucks. Like if it's not Amazon, it looks like Amazon. And besides higher love, I can think of Cake, mm. which has amazing branding and amazing aesthetics. I can think of Unbound I and love these branding. These are like mm-hmm. good pleasure products brands that have, sh- they have they are good products and they have strong brands. And I just wanted to ask, like all of that is to say, like, why is good branding mm-hmm. in the sex industry, in the sex toy industry and in pleasure product industry so fucking hard to find? Like, why is it so f- few and far between? Yeah.
1: That is, that's is a great question. And I think like we are slowly catching up and I think Where the skincare industry is now, in terms of a plethora of products with all different aesthetic appearances that appeal to what anybody might need. And they're, you know, every celebrity and their bestie are coming out with their own skincare brands. I'm hoping and I can see it coming that the sex toy industry will get there within the next three to five years. And I think the problem has been for the longest time, it was taboo. So while skincare, was being developed by the big brands like P&G and L'Oreal, sex toys were still illegal or they were still tightly controlled in this country. And so when things started to open up these sex toys were actually sold by a lot of like guys in the valley. And so you'll see like in Minx on HBO that show like it's a lot of like you know Italian type mafioso who were also supplying these adult porn stores with massages and that was like the the birth of sex toys in this country and that was like that. relatively recently and so we've had to really catch up and and have t- women included in the conversation because it has been very male dominated and you know women really care about the aesthetics we don't want to feel shame and I've seen a lot of sex toy brands, you know, with a woman in her lingerie on the front of the box with a lot of blush trying to sell me a toy. For it doesn't me. look like, and that. I'm like that. It doesn't look like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you're fumbling I'm through like, the drawer, it doesn't not- look like that. No. <laughs> oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. And
1: I'm like, that doesn't connect with my sensuality. And I think like because there was a lot of stigma and a lot of taboo, graphic designers didn't want to touch it. I worked with a printer for one of my fashion brands. And then I said to them, can you print me a prototype of my box? And they were like, (laughs) of my sex toy product box, I should specify. I said, can you print me a prototype of this? And they said, no, like we don't deal with that industry. And this is like in 2022. And I thought, you know, it doesn't have anything explicit on the box whatsoever. They were in Orange County and I was like, wow, okay. So there's that's why like a lot of designers are still not willing to get their hands in there and actually start to develop and push the boundaries and make it something like visually enticing. But I think we're getting there. Like you mentioned in Cake, they do an incredible job with their branding and they're in Walmart because they're mass appealing because they're inoffensive and I think like it's coming. And, and the industry is catching up. You know, we're getting to be like a multi, multi-billion dollar industry because of people taking the time to make it look like an approachable product.
0: 100%, I love it. It reminds me, like this moment reminds me of like one of my favorite stories and it's from the early days of Apple. And basically, so Apple had a marketing team, traditional marketing team that was pushing the product using traditional tech marketing strategies and then they had you know this idea to bring on a creative director for a campaign that was tasked with turning apple products into fashion like this creative director came from Mm -hmm. high fashion and the entire dichotomy around apple changed and it changed so much Mm, you know it was so impactful And it had such a, it was so effective that like, to this day, there is this like existing argument and kind of like contention between like Mac and PC users or like iPhone and Samsung users. And I just feel like, like you said, like these are the early days, like there are brands and builders and visionaries, people like you that are pioneering this concept and, you know, this practice that these products are lifestyle products like they're it's not a taboo it's sex is everywhere around us like it's it is all encompassing all consuming like this shouldn't be any different. like than going into the grocery store or you know and buying fucking toothpaste or whatever it is that you need Amen. a hairbrush. i would
1: love to see that yes i would <laughs> i sure would too like i have seen I have seen, you know, the occasional vibe in a CVS and I'm like, this is amazing. This is absolute progress. But it does really come down to the aesthetic question because I feel like, you know, with Apple, if it was the original bulky, boxy, black computer looking devices, people wouldn't be proud to have it on display. And I think of sex toys like that because, you know, the original sex toys, if you think about it, even going back to like Sex in the City references, which is like how I learned about sex toys is Samantha had her giant rabbit. And, you know, they're made from this like gelatinous jelly type silicon That's and they're enormous and they have like a little bunny ears on them and it looks like a bunny and you're like. What like is how this? do I and, even and, and, use and is this? What does is...
0: this do? Like I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> totally. Like that's and not appealing to me.
1: <laughs> no, I, I want to hide that thing. Like I might use it and then I just shove it in the back of my drawer, not for the public to be seeing. But you see some really cute sex toys out there now. Like yeah, there's little mushroom shapes in in various beautiful colors. And it's like, cool, mushrooms are on trend right now. Like, why not have a vibrator in the shape of like something that is aesthetically on trend? So um, and like, you know, mine looks like it could be a, a face massager or some kind of beauty yes. product because it's in like a soft pink. It's it's like compact size. It's not like a as something that the TSA is going to make you pull out in front of everybody <laughs> to ask you what it is <laughs> and you're embarrassed. It's like, it could be anything
0: anything i remember oh my god i hope my mom doesn't hear this because she's gonna she would be like crawling up her own asshole but like i remember finding my mom's vibrator when i was younger and it was like <laughs> a t- it was like a it was like a sand color like i think if this if this appeared in urban outfitters wow, it would she was be,
1: going for the neutrals
0: <laughs> it would be that the color would be titled like bone like that's like, what it, like literally top. like it would be <laughs> and it was it was hard plastic just like a long tube mm-hmm. with like a yeah. round ra- like a rounded like a sieved off like a rounded top and like it was the hardest <laughs> bit of plastic I was like I don't even know what this is. like nothing about this looks interesting to me like and I That's was like <laughs> like I was like and this is like the same time where like I before I was going to Victoria's Secret so w- when my mom wasn't home I was like trying on her sexy bras like I'm not even afraid to admit that or embarrassed like this is when I was like full exploration stage there. and I was like this is this isn't why, a woman yeah this isn't any this isn't appealing to me at all so Anyways, mom, I'm really totally. sorry. Those I don't like really listens.
1: hard, skinny, plastic, <laughs> those vibes that you're describing, you know, they their origin comes from medical devices. And like women, you, you know, they had hysteria in like the early 1900s and doctors would use vibrators on them to give them an orgasm and relieve this alleged hysteria. And so That's it's like I very need. much like a medical script. looking device. <laughs> your boyfriend's like babe you're hysterical today you're like there's only one solution oh I know
0: every day every day well now I'm wondering I'm like did my mom get it from my grandma like because everybody's hysterical like this is like
1: yeah totally and I think like you know for a long time it was normalized that men could masturbate I mean like you watched American Pie and while it was like taboo and it was R-rated and it was funny. It was all about the male masturbation experience and putting that in mainstream media. And yet, we still don't see that very often. Like we'll see it in the occasional show, but it feels like still like swept under the rug that women can also masturbate and experience pleasure. We need like a female version of American Pie to be like a mass movie to really get the movement propelled forward
0: that is it you should you should go pitch that right now that is hbo max down to the ground I was thinking that. she's too you're, she's too busy she needs a production partner if there's anybody it'll be in like american my... strudel yeah oh my god american cake or something like that i love that so much we need that oh well okay my next question where this is like kind of close i guess to like american pie is that you have a background in marketing, advertising, PR. Like, do you think one of the challenges is marketing and having to adhere to guidelines that, you know, would prevent a sexual wellness brand from advertising their mission and their products in the same way that like Glossier or Skims would be able to do?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's one of the the biggest barriers to entry and to... Growth in our industry. But if you can tackle it, it's also one of the biggest moats. Because if you can master it, you're one of few who's learned to navigate around all of these obstacles. And it puts you in a pretty great position. So, like, even the fact that Cake have done a distribution deal with Walmart that have like thousands of stores across the country, they no longer have to advertise on social media and get denied. And that's what, you know, we're starting with when I'm dealing with these smaller brands and why Aries brands partnering with celebrities who already have an audience, they already have their own reach is actually great because it means like they can speak directly to their audience about the product. They don't have to use a platform like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, which is constantly banning our content. And even if it is like, positive and we're talking very abstractly about the product all of our posts we cannot boost like a skincare brand or like skims could we can't pay to boost even my announcement of me launching this brand on my personal page without any references to sex explicitly or having any photos of the product was banned as a boosted post um because they really want to these brands really want to play it safe, like Meta need to be aware that there are kids on the platform. So I totally understand being conscious of adult related content, but it definitely means like an innocent, sweet, pure sex toy brand like Higher Love gets lost in the mix of that. So we really have to be crafty when it comes to the way that we communicate our message. And a lot of the time we do work with retailers because, you know, they have the foot traffic in store and that really helps. So then we can put up signage, we can do really cool marketing campaigns and activations in store, but digitally, like that's where the future is. And that's why I think there's a lot of white space in Web3 to incorporate sensual, sexual brands, because there's not a lot of policing in that domain yet. And I think like it could be really fun to be working in that space and developing something. I I do wonder what is coming that people are working on that we don't know about yet. But yeah, what we have to do is work with, you know, we're a small brand. We work with micro influencers. We gift them. They will post about the product. And oftentimes, even if they say sex in the caption, their Instagram gets blacklisted or their TikTok pulls down the video. And you have to appeal it. And oftentimes, like, they will never let you put it back up again. So definitely, like, if you can master, if you're already a a brand in yourself, if you're already a celebrity, if you already are stocked in stores and you want to incorporate pleasure products, your path is much easier because you've already built your audience. But for a new brand starting out, building an audience really is a challenge. 100%.
0: And, like, it, it makes you think, too, of, like, we have yes we've come so far the fact that like these are legal to like sell like that you know the industry is growing and booming but you know it's another Mm. the the other side of that conversation is that like in some ways to me it even feels like we're kind of back in like a victoria's secret day so to speak where like you have what you have one kind of like like vertical and kind of one identity that you that is like even close to being acceptable which is like you said that like sweet and soft and like you know very feminine kind of aesthetic so that you Mm. can fly under the radar enough where it's like you know where is the brand what about the brand who wants to have like the liquid death equivalent, like version of yeah, exactly, like
1: <laughs> absolutely. Li- like, I mean, they're, they're going to be so fighting fun. a real uphill battle. <laughs> like, good luck. And, and we're we're my rooting, mind, and and that really blows my mind in the fact that a brand like uh, Roman or Hims, they can market and advertise their product anywhere. I mean, they've they've advertised for Viagra and. Pills that directly are around male erection. Like, why would you take a a Cialis or a Viagra if it's not related to sex? And they're allowed to advertise on the New York subway. And they can have, like, you know, quite suggestive imagery. They're allowed to advertise on Facebook. I can go onto Facebook and see all of their paid advertisements. And these are products that are directly related to the male erection. And it's and it's maybe not a coincidence that we have a male CEO at Meta and very, like, male-dominated industries that will allow for this phallic content, and yet a silicon massager, which can be used anywhere, you know, like, it doesn't actually, just because it's a massager doesn't mean that it's purely just for, like your intimate areas you can use it on your neck your your back like wherever you want
0: it i do i (laughs) use that on my back yeah of course and also beyond (laughs) beyond it being a male ceo at meta is like let's take a look at who the figureheads are and policymakers are in Congress
1: Mm, and in, you know,
0: FCC and all of those age, those government agencies that are responsible for monitoring and regulating advertising. Those are men like erectile dysfunction, hard ons, as you said, very much
1: something that is relevant to them they may be facing that or they may not ever want to deal with it so they want those products readily available to them and yet they really should have their wives being like but babe like this is a big concern for me I want to make sure our sex life is spicy let's get some massages up in the bedroom um but until we actually get women in positions of authority in all of these domains I mean we do have we had Cheryl Sandberg at Facebook but I don't believe she was that concerned with getting sex toys on the agenda um but it's like we really do need to have women at like the FCC even like the transport authority that did allow hims to advertise Viagra in the New York subway I don't know, but I can imagine that there were not a majority of women in positions of power there. Otherwise, they would have probably allowed for sex toy brands to also advertise.
0: 100%. I mean, the fight and the challenges are so much more than like retail and like in marketing and all of that, like we're talking about right now is that like the argument runs really deep and you know there's a lot of unpacking and deconstructing to do but we're
1: gonna I was just going to
0: say I think
1: like the way that we can actually start to really influence policy makers is by putting our money into these industries. So when you purchase a sex toy as as silly as this might sound, you're actually then funding a business that gets bigger and as it's growing, we have money to be putting behind campaigns and lobbyists to actually normalize the stigma surrounding surrounding sex toys. And we can actually get as much money as, say, the Viagra industry, and then we're actually able to lobby from the bottom up, rather than trying to, at the same time, get women in positions of power in a place like Meta. Like That's too hard for us, but if we come in with billions of dollars to spend on ads, meta will be taking us seriously.
0: 100% money talks, baby. I love that. Such a good point. Money talks. Okay. Let's talk about technology. Sex tech, baby. Woo. Sex and technology are, are intrinsically connected. And what I mean here is that with every new invention or evolution of technology, someone out there somewhere is horny enough to make that work for them in their pursuit of sex. And I thank them for that. This is my, I wrote, I wrote my list of, of things that came to mind. Film and video cameras gave us porn. Landlines gave us phone sex. Cell phones gave us sexting. Camera phones gave us nudes. Video games gave us big titty, tiny waist avatars. The list goes on the pig brain word here for what i just described is sex tech which for people who don't know describes technology driven ventures designed to enhance innovate and disrupt sexuality and sexual experiences so sex and sexuality is at the heart of everything we do and who we are technology is at the heart of everything that we do and what we are Your company, your companies, your products are specifically like tech forward, tech progressive. How is the pleasure product industry, the sex toy industry part of the technological, technical, technological revolution?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I've never considered myself to be a tech person and yet in the last few years I've really had to educate myself around things like bluetooth technologies and what a microchip does and <laughs> and like the 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 reach of a radius for a bluetooth device and how do we connect it to a smartphone and why is it different for an android to an iphone and and helping with like sdk models and, and all of this has been really interesting. I think you're right, like a lot of the time uh, innovation and progress has really come from the adult industry first and then trickled on through to mainstream industries. You know, I'm really interested to see this integration of VR, virtual reality sex. And, you know, I've been to trade shows seeing this being demonstrated where you put on the headset and you have like a full body experience. It's, Uh, slightly unnerving but I think that might be just because I'm from a generation that didn't have that as easy access and it's been really interesting like we developed a technology that when you put an audio erotic story, story on our app your vibrator will sync to the story and so the vibration will start off very slow as the Narrator is like whispering in your ear. And then, as the story gets more erotic and more intense, the vibration builds. And we obviously have to develop the technology to do that. And then, our team actually needs to create the patterns that go along with the story. Someone needs to manually go in there and be like, okay, it starts off slow. This is an intense, hot moment. It's going to be high vibration and then it's going to drop off. So it's really like we're trying oh, love to use that. technology in a way. <laughs> Carson's like, get me one of these samples ASAP. Um, and so I think like, you, you know, we're not the very first to do this, but we are the first to do it in the certain way we are doing it. And our Bluetooth connection is like 0.002 seconds. It's extremely instant, whereas even devices that I was purchasing two years ago and you know the existing big brands on the market that do that like WeVibe or Lovense, they have like one or two seconds connection time and we're really trying to make it instantaneous so that there's no friction when you're in the mood you're in the mood and you get more and more frustrated as you get technology delays yeah and sometimes you can even lose interest so we're slowly trying to iterate to make sure that like The sex toy industry can offer a really best-in-market experience so that people don't throw their toys away. You know, a lot of times people will say to me, oh, yeah, I bought one of those panty vibrators a few years ago, but it was really frustrating, so it was just like in the back of my drawer. And I'm like, we would never want to release a product that gives somebody an experience like that. Otherwise, why would we exist? There are plenty of products out there. So we wanted to make it a really smooth process. And I believe we have. Aries Brands has helped develop some really cool technology that is hopefully going to propel the industry even further.
0: I love that. That's so exciting. And I can't wait to hear more and see what you come up with next. And I think like, I also want to ask... Well, I want to send you one of our panty vibrators,
1: by the way, because the panty vibrators are awesome because they're super compact. It's not under the Higher Love brand. We did this for a brand called Vibes Only. And they're, you know, they're held in place in your panties with a magnet and you can wear it around so like your partner can control it or you can control it yourself. If you're going to an event that you know is going to be a little bit boring, you can just pop your audio erotic story in and you can just you know live your live, live oh your my truth.
0: god say last girl i accept <laughs> i am up i will give full product review i accept that sounds amazing that's what we need i'm warm already okay um I have I do have let me see if I can get myself if I've sounded if people I just want people to know if I've sounded a little bit scattered this episode it's because I've had a glass of wine we're talking about sex it's nighttime where I'm at I'm like the mood is right the time is right okay so back to it how is how is the acknowledgement and development of and the investment in sex tech important and specifically Mm -hmm. like how important is it compared to other tech industries like FinTech, EdTech, and HealthTech?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great question. We're still, you know, there has been progress. I ha- I do know friends who are VCs who have been willing to invest in sexual wellness companies like mine, which I think is like a great step in the right direction. But I think what is fundamentally missing from the conversation is like sex is a huge part of our general health Mm -hmm. and sex is a huge part of mental health like if you're feeling sexually frustrated or sexually unfulfilled, Mm -hmm. if you're single or in a relationship and you have angst and tension. You know, oftentimes we realize like once we actually have sex or once we actually reach climax even with ourselves, we're in a different state of mind. We're more relaxed, we're more happy. It releases like all the positive healthy chemicals. And I think like, you know, they did originally start as a medical device for a reason. It really is important that we all allow ourselves to connect with our sexuality and sensuality. And I think like what is missing in the conversation when we're talking about healthcare and mental health, you know, it it isn't really appropriate a lot of the time for your therapist to ask you, well, how is your sex life or have you masturbated? Mm -hmm. So we're not really allowed to have that conversation. And I don't know how many people talk with their friends about, oh, the last Mm -hmm. time I had sex or the last time I masturbated, you know, Mm -hmm. it is taboo in our society and yet it is really important. I would love to see a world in which, say, everybody had a healthy sex life and reached orgasm every day. I think, like, a lot of tension and a lot of frustration and bluntness would actually be, you know, erased. And I I really think once we can you're like yeah i I remember a
0: moment where i really i'm thinking like there's no war there's no discrimination there is no like homophobia racism like all of these things yes i'm like oh my god like is that is orgasm and not to be all like
1: john lennon imagine you know in a dream world with rose-colored glasses but i would be really curious right i would be really curious it would be
0: a step in the right direction like it certainly can't hurt like we certainly can't get i mean i hate to say that but because i don't want to jinx it and i'm superstitious but how can we get very much worse than where we are right now in this fucking world uh, like uh, serious
1: exactly and you know i've made like poor impulsive decisions because i have been sexually frustrated and then realized later and so you and this is me on a micro scale like i'm not making decisions that are impacting a lot of people's daily lives but like imagine if every politician was sexually satisfied you really have to wonder
0: what that world I'm not gonna imagine too hard for some of them but I will imagine in theory (laughs) I have a vivid imagination (laughs) yeah I have a very vivid imagination so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop myself before I get too deep but carry on
1: (laughs) sorry to implant those thoughts in your mind I take it back but that's the thing I do really think it is an important part of the conversation and I do think like sexual health and sexual wellness, like even with people who are like post-menopause or people who have erectile dysfunction, it's kind of like they're written off by society, like, oh, well, that's just not for you. And it's like, but imagine if we can include them in the conversation and, and realize like you just don't have the right product or the right knowledge to be able to work on this issue and actually be able to still experience pleasure. And I think like Yeah, I do wish that the sex toy industry could have as much funding as the fintech world or as the healthcare world. But we are seeing a boom in sales, which is really positive. And I do think eventually, because the people are going to start to see how much revenue our little private companies are actually making, then we probably will attract more funding. But again, I think that's three to five years' time. I don't think it's happening in 2023
0: well I'm cheering it on and and it's it is very clear to see that like I mean even on you mentioned like the um vibrating panties like that's literally like a trend on TikTok right now like we we are destigmatizing these things in just like our own way and in a way that you know it, it is gonna feel a little bit like silly and shallow and like soft or whatever it, it, to some degree like in some in some world but like these small steps are like actually part of like a larger kind of like domino falling of where i think we can be absolutely and, and you're right like once people see money like the money is money makes the fucking world go round here like they're gonna jump in like look at the internet that was a slow burn like that was a slowly adopted idea but then it took off like i think we're heading in the right direction like of all the battles that we have to fight in the world especially like in america where i'm not anymore (laughs) (laughs) intentionally is like (laughs) i i think that this is one that i can see us having like a really positive outcome and like coming out on top Totally, no pun intended. And I yeah.
1: do, I do encourage your <laughs> on top or on bottom. You know, either or way, on bottom, <laughs> whatever your preference. <laughs> Anywhere, yeah,
0: just coming, I just I coming. I see us coming out. Like
1: <laughs> We're coming, baby. It, like, if your listeners do see one of these videos on TikTok about a girl using a panty vibrator or something sex positive. Even if it's not exactly your cup of tea, I really encourage you to give it a like or a comment or a share because all of this actually on a micro level really starts progress the movement. Even though it doesn't feel like much, it really does make a difference.
0: And if you don't get it, just ask somebody like ask. I like I had a I had an interview with Megan, my bestie uh, that we recorded the other day. And I was like, what advice would you give to people like or what can what's one action that somebody can do to like be less sexist and less misogynistic? And and she was like, just have a. a woman as a friend like just like ask somebody like go to a friend <laughs> ask the person totally. who posted it like you don't have to feel shame like I think there's so much my part like my partner he's gonna be like what the heck but my partner is like he's like I don't know like you're so forward with your words that like I it is jarring like you're like when that when you're there like and you're intimidating
1: like intimidating you're like
0: life. when I, you're like do you want to have sex and he's like just can we just can we not talk about it like can it just happen and i'm like no we like just, I, we're just talking like i just want to know but like this is all just to say like if you want to know something whether it's with your partner whether it's on the internet like ask somebody ask in a way mm. that's not threatening and that's you know not weird and creepy but like just ask, I think, talking about it. But, you know, like you said, likes and shares are free.
1: Yeah. And and like the a lot of the fear and the taboo around the industry is still because like a lot of people don't really understand. But they don't know these devices. They don't understand how to use them. They don't understand why they're not a threat to, say, like their sexual potency. It's like, what if she uses a sex toy that's bigger? Or what if this sex toy gives her more satisfaction than I can well maybe google it and then you'll start to realize like it's actually not a bad thing like as long as your partner is sexually satisfied and you know how to use one of these devices or maybe you want to try something and you're a little bit afraid to ask your partner so maybe you try a product on yourself first to see if it's something you're comfortable with I think like all of these things they should come from a place of curiosity and not fear. You're right. Like, just ask questions, and if you're afraid to ask your friend, just
0: ask Google. I just ask Google. And also, I'm willing to go out on a just limb. Just ask Chatbot. <laughs> ask ChatGPT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ChatGPT
1: has shut me down a few times. It's like, sorry, oh my I, god. I, I can't answer these questions. Oh my god, it's try. like
0: you ask your mom. Like, go ask somebody else. Ask your doctor. I will <laughs> totally. say too, like. I'm willing to go out on a limb and bet that, like, if you have a partner who has like sex toys and pleasure products, and you're curious about it, if you bring up that conversation and say, "I'd like to know about these." I'm willing to bet that that conversation could go somewhere pretty sexy, pretty fast. like absolutely there's some potential there. So it doesn't have to be scary. Like you might have a pleasant surprise at the end there exactly. You
1: know, as long as you don't come from a place where you're like telling your partner, this is how it should be or what they should like but if you're like hey like I'm just curious about this thing might be interesting to try it with you you might end up in a place you don't even know about yet that might be
0: really fun 100 percent. okay Sally tell people where they can find you where they can find Tire love where they can find more info Everything.
1: You know what we should do? If your listeners have been loyal and they've listened to this full podcast, let's give them an Easter egg at the end. So, I would love to offer your listeners 20% off my first product for Higher Love, which is our Dream Wand Kit, which is great for men or women, but it's like super cute when it comes to gifting. It's gorgeous.
0: Gorgeous.
1: It's a wand and an attachment. So, maybe they can use the code. Carson at checkout for 20% off that would be awesome Yay, um, somebody yeah somebody better you can use follow it us at <laughs> you can follow us at higher love vibes on Instagram and on TikTok or you can follow me personally on Instagram where I'll be updating everybody on my work and also doing ask me anything so if people are curious about sex toys you can always ask me on Instagram it's at salcoching c-o-t C-H-I-N-G. That's me. But thanks so much for having me. You're so so awesome. And you really know so much about this industry. It makes me feel like I'm in a very safe space to talk about it. Oh, my
0: God. I'm always here. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. Like, just I was blown away, ecstatic when I saw you launch the company. Like, I'm just here for everything that you do. Support you always. So yeah, I can't wait, and I will definitely be getting my, be handy in my voucher for oh, my. Give me that shipping address, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We'll let you go. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Keep in touch. Great. Thanks, right, let Carson. Let me... This has been another devastatingly iconic episode of the Carson Daily Show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Daily, and follow the show's dedicated Instagram at Carson Daily Show and follow this podcast channel so you get new episode notifications. Please rate me five stars also so I can brag to my producers. And remember, you can't go a week in crypto without me. The Carson Daily Show is a Decentral Media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Barr, with music by Woody. See you next Tuesday. Bye.